we got back from climbing. Uh, I was kind of amped up and uh, making jokes and eating hummus and chips and just being a goof. And Jenica was kind of sitting on her phone, staring at it. And I was like, and I told her something that was exciting, and she was like, "Yeah." And I said, "This is my. This is the best joke I've come up with in weeks." I said, she "said Why don't you just Why don't you just put that attitude up on the ho humbotron?" <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, yeah. That's a dumb That's a joke. joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Humbotron. Uh. And then I was telling Rachel a story, and it was the dumbest story that Rachel probably could have ever listened to <laughs> about I about my phone and syncing and music and stuff. And then I was like, now I need to put myself on the Ho Humbotron. <laughs> but I didn't say the joke, because I wanted to tell you guys. Yeah, so Now it makes sense. Now I'll put myself back up on the Ho Humbotron. Good job, man. Um, I'm really, uh, I'm really proud of you. You know what else goes on the ho hum? I was gonna do it. I was ah! gonna do it. <laughs> do you know? You know what else? You know what else goes on the ho humbotron? <laughs> what else goes on the ho humbotron? <laughs> no, no, that's where you do it. The savage land. <laughs> I don't like Terrence Howard. No, me neither. He's he's lame. He's the worst. Like I seriously, I hate Terrence Howard so much. Welcome back to the Savage Land. <laughs> you know who else I don't like is Cuba. I don't like Cuba or Terrence Howard, and I think they're the same person ninety-five percent of the time. No, Cuba's a lot better. I don't like him. I think Terrence like like either beat his wife or like. Tried to shoot her or something. Jeez. No, that was the uh, that was the character that OJ Simpson played in, uh, or sorry, that that Cuba Gooding Jr. played in OJ Simpson. <laughs> that was the character that, that was the character that OJ played in real life when he murdered his wife. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, it all makes sense. That one, one time when I played myself in real life. <laughs> you guys remember that one time when I was acting? It was performance art. That was funny, right, guys? Guys. Uh. uh Put that up Boom. on the Humbotron, too. <laughs> that was me being O.J. Simpson, talking about oh. his performance art as O.J. Simpson. Yeah, and that was me putting it up on the Humbotron. Damn it. Yawn. Good one, Juice. <laughs> uh, come on. Come on, Juice. Juiced. 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 Oh, boy. Um, so, who we got in the Savage Land? Oh, um, same, same as every week. Ma- uh, Matthew, uh, I I belong on the Humbotron, <laughs> and I'm not gonna let that joke die for the entire episode. Oh, good! I'm fucking proud of myself. I am fucking proud of myself. Well, at least right. someone is. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. No, it was like that time in high school we thought of the we thought of a million dollar idea. It's called a zildo, and it's a double ended dildo in the shape of a Z. <laughs> Why is that a million dollar idea? I don't know. It's called this catchy name. It's a thing that people would use. And <laughs> how, how does that even work? I don't know. It's just Z-shaped. Because now I'm just thinking. Yeah. Well, it's like how this is gonna work. One person has to be like weirdly awkwardly on top of another person. 
Yeah, like it's a double decker type. Yeah, I don't know how it works. <laughs> I'm just gonna make the. I'm just gonna make the product. Let everyone else figure out how to use it. Everyone else can figure out how to use it. As most Get products creative. are, as most great products are made without any intended use in mind. I'm no, I'm them. telling you. And then the consumers figure out how to use it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And then they can tell me, and then I'll be like, oh. Oh, that makes total sense. Ooh. Let me put that in the literature. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically, well, so not quite, but like that's kind of the story of the Q-tip, except it did have an intended use. It just didn't end up being that useful for its intended use. Well, that's, yeah. So, I mean, I I guess we're running, I could be running with that. I could be like, I made this Zildo, but, <laughs> for house but it turns out it's the best uh windshield w- w- scraper uh so snow scraper snow scraper yeah, yeah so you, that's what you should actually use it for although i'm gonna be honest here if <laughs> public service announcement if your dildo has sharp plastic edges on it that would be effective in scraping windows don't use it <laughs> do not use it what if they're into that <laughs> i mean that's true if unless you're into that if you're and into use that with caution use with caution yeah. yes yeah uwc yeah, just be careful. Those sharp plastic <laughs> things are more effective at scraping ice off your windshield than... Okay, anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this episode is starting out with a bang. I was wondering if you were going to finish that. Yeah, so Humbotron and Zildos. Just on oh, a fucking boy. roll here. I could keep going, but um, somebody else want to take the lead and do yeah, some who, catch up or something? Who, well, who else do we have there in Salt Lake City? It's uh, I have no idea what voices are on the other end here. Rachel. Same as it is every oh. fucking week. I don't Same have any crazy inventions, week. though. Ah. You don't have any ketchup? No, just well, I crazy just inventions. I don't have any inventions. Oh, yeah, yeah, any she doesn't have a Zildo or a Ho-Humbotron. Mm, son of a bitch. Nope. Well, I'm Jason. That's me. Uh, Hi, shit. Jason. Hi. Hey, I'm, yep, that's me. You must be wondering how I got here. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't believe it when Powerless started off with that, like, almost that exact scene. And, I mean, it's like, yeah. it's not the same thing, but it, it is exact. That's that's what it is. Yeah, that was, ugh. I, I did try to give that show another chance. Did I made it about, two? yeah, I made it done? about yeah. 10 minutes, yeah. and then I stopped it's so watching. Bad. Anything that starts, anything these days, anything that starts with, yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got here. It needs to get shot oh and absolutely the ho- and then yeah that gets that needs to get put on the ho humbotron yeah the thing, like if so if you go on there's the blacklist which is where people submit like spec scripts and and screenplays and stuff like that uh all the time to try and you know get some shit made uh yes. just go on the blacklist and like read a few spec scripts that don't have great reviews half of them are going to start with that same line like it's it's the most fucking cliched like unemployed hack writer weird narrative tool that's ever been used fucking annoying it is a weird narrative tool you know who else is a weird narrative tool um, that fucking Zack snyder is a weird narrative he's, tool is a tool yeah he is Did you guys hear james cameron was talking about how Zack snyder was an influence on him yeah that's I don't even, bad that's stupid i don't f- like that yeah what the fuck backwards world are we living in now well james cameron <laughs> i don't he's not my favorite either so no, no but i mean at least he's he can make a good movie I don't know, man. Uh, could you imagine? Are you ready for Avatar Two, the dark and gritty reboot? Ugh. Super inspired by Zack Snyder. 
He's making three uh. more. Ava- he's making three more <laughs> Avatar movies all in succession. He's like, you fuckers liked Avatar. Fuck yeah! <laughs> get ready for now Avatar ready with for... enormous tits. Yeah, and get ready for Ava Abba Ab Avatar. Avatar. Oh, I get it. Ab- of... Abzatar. Abs. Abs. Uh, Three hundred. Abs. Ab party. Oh, I Abs. thought you actually meant Abba. So I was like, they're all Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that movie over any of the other joke movies I came up with. If we have any skilled video editor <laughs> listeners out there, if you could please make an avatar quick video like trailer, that'd be fantastic. To yeah. Dancing Queen? That'd yeah. Be perfect. Oh. Sounds like we need no. some ABBA for either the intro or outro music today. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's right. ABBA's great. Yeah. Um, well, uh, today we're going to be uh, discussing Nailbiter Volume 1, and that'll be in the back half of the show. But first, that's why, we gotta... that's why, that's why we're trying to keep it light right now, because it's going to get fucking dark and gritty. Yeah, it's going to get Snyder up in here. It's going to get dark. I'm going to show my abs <laughs> on the podcast. I'm going to kick somebody in the chest. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, perfect. Cool. Nailed it. <laughs> so... Nailed it. <laughs> Snailed it. <laughs> um, who wants to start with the uh, with the old Heinz bottle this week? Um, are we a Heinz podcast or are we a uh, uh, what's the other ketchup company? There's more than one. Yeah, there's Heinz and then there's the other one. Yeah, there's Heinz and a bunch of wannabes. So is it Heinz then? Are we are we officially Heinz? I I I choose. I claim no brand. Uh. For my ketchup, because I mean, you know, we've been going on this like ketchup joke for a while, like ha ketchup. <laughs> it's a condiment, but it's also <laughs> what we do. But yeah, in my mind, it's always c a t c h dash u p instead of ketchup. ketchup. Yeah. Oh, mine's always cats up. Ketchup. <laughs> Hunts. Hunts is the other ketchup. Um, in my head, it's still always oh. ketchup. And even when I'm talking about catching up, I still say ketchup with a k e. Um. So I guess I could go. go. I should go because because uh, I I make sure my mic's on this time because uh, <laughs> my mic was off for my ketchup last time. Yeah, no joke, dude. Mic. That was disappointing. You had some good ketchup. Honestly, we didn't miss a lot. All we missed was me talking about Lego Batman. So now we can actually talk about Lego Batman. And I, then I talked about uh, a handful of comics. So let me do that. I guess I'll do that. Um, we talked about Do it. Reminders Seven to Eternity, and uh, that that Seven to Eternity was a pretty cool comic, and that Jerome Pena's art's the best. Um, and then I said something else about something else I don't remember. Uh, and then <laughs> good job. Uh, this week I read. Uh, I started reading Outcast by Robert Kirkman again. Oh, how was that? Uh, it's pretty good. It's about uh, 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 demon possession type stuff. How many how many um, issues have you read of it? Uh, I'm like halfway through volume one, so I don't know, three or four maybe. Is it pretty? I mean, is it good? Like, how would you rate it uh, compared to like, let's say, Walking Dead and Invincible, the other Kirkman books? Invincible seems to be the best, uh, but it's I don't know. The thing with Kirkman is he's fucking good at dialogue. He is um, really good at dialogue. And so it's kind of hard to compare in that sense because it's still like it's just got excellent dialogue and the art's really good and it's kind of an interesting story. I don't, I'm not a huge like crazy about the story. So I think if you're into the subject matter, you're probably super into it. Uh, but I, I would recommend it. It's uh, the de- demonic possession stuff's pretty interesting. 
I've heard a lot of really yeah. like I've heard a lot of people uh, raving about the art. Is it is it as good as people say? I do really like the art. Yeah, it's quite good, and the coloring is really good in it too. Um, and then uh, I I I've been lately I've been trying to like get myself back up. I want to I want to go back. I want to get back into Marvel because it's been a while. Um, yeah, it feels a like break from Marvel. Yeah, it feels like not, I don't think any of us have really been reading any Marvel for a long time now. No, I mean the last thing mm-hmm. I read was Division, and I haven't even finished it yet. Oh, dude, uh, you've got to! It's so good. I just don't have. Yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't have finished it either. It. Um, but I'd like to go back. I don't know. I, I mean, I, you know, it's still Marvel, and I want to kind of, you know, people are saying that there's some cool stuff in there, so I kind of want to jump back on at at the end of Secret Wars and kind of catch back up again. And now that there's a I'd lot recommend... to catch up on, I can. Uh, I can do what I like to do, which is sit down and read comics for six hours. Yeah, that's true. I, I would, like, if I were to give you a recommendation, because obviously I haven't read a ton of Marvel, but the Marvel that I have read is, um, I read the first arc of Nick Spencer's Captain America. There's a huge spider! Oh, it is a big spider. Oh, Thanks look, it is Matt. a big spider. Is Matt getting the spider? Yeah, I'll get him. <laughs> I don't want to kill it. I'll fucking get the spider. Uh, hate it when these spiders are like all up in my podcast business. Live podcast excitement. Spider time. I'm going to live podcast this spider. Spider attack. I don't have anything to put the spider in. This is like the dumbest thing for people to listen to on a podcast. <laughs> I don't have anything to put it in that won't kill it. Um, because I don't want to kill it either. I don't kill spiders. All right, Rachel, let's talk about the spider for a second. I'll be right back. So it is a really, it is a pretty big. It spider. is a really big spider. <laughs> is it a black widow? <laughs> no. Is it on your face? No, it's on the couch. So I've scooted to the other side, <laughs> and it's just kind of staring at me, and huh. I'm really nervous. That that would make I think that would make anybody nervous. It's very intimidating. Yeah, I'm sure. Goddamn those intimidating spiders. I know, but I don't like killing things, even though it's disgusting, and I hate <laughs> it. And I think that it's the spawn of Satan, and it's trying to accost me. That's I still what my don't parents said about it. me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm still here. <clears throat> <laughs> Okay, Matt has the spider. He's now taking it. Do you take it prisoner? Is he going to put it in a cage? And then despite all of its raid, he'll still be just a spider in a cage? (laughs) God. (laughs) (laughs) No, he he put it in a cup and put it outside. Oh, fun. Gotta love those outside cup spiders. (sighs) That was scary, you guys. I bet. My life was in danger. Mine was perfectly fine over here. I was just looking at my Batman poster on my wall. Dun, dun, dun. I was I was accosted. I got him. I saved. I saved everybody and, from the and spider. And Matt saved me from the. Was spider. it exciting? I missed a lot of it because I was running around trying to find the, the spider. In. I was just narrating. <laughs> oh boy! It started running at her while you uh, while you were gone. <laughs> it, it whispered, "I'm gonna kill you." Um. Yeah. As you I were taking it away, it was like, "I'm coming back." Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
You're going to die, Rachel. That's the one thing about this basement. Every, every once in a while, like, I'll be hanging out watching TV and a spider crawls across my arm. And I'm like, nope. No. Um, where was I? Uh, catch um, up. We were talking about Marvel, and I was saying, yeah. yo, you should uh, you should go on to oh, uh, Captain Nick America. Spencer's Captain America. Yeah, that's on the list. Um, I do want to read that, too. Honestly, I'm going to go. I, I So I started. I started. I started. I read a couple Spider-Man. Because there's like there's definitely a part of me that's like, just because it's Dan Slott doesn't mean it's the worst. And I, I'm reading it. I'm like, it's kind of the worst, but I don't know. I guess I'll keep reading it. <laughs> uh, Have you been reading the the new Miles Morales Spider-Man that uh, they've been doing? I read three or four issues, and that's actually pretty good. I like that quite a bit. Uh, so anyway, uh, catch up. Um, I finally watched Arrival, but we're gonna have to wait on that. Uh. Hot damn. Um, and then I watched uh, Tarzan. That was the biggest train wreck I've seen in a long time. Tell me a little bit about Tarzan. So think of a really dumb... like. And we're talking the legend of Tarzan from this year, right? Yes. Think yeah. about like a really... Think about like a really bad, like dated movie trope, and it's in that movie. Ooh, let's see. What's, uh, what movie tropes can we come up with, Rachel? What are, what are some really cliche ones? Um... Let's see. The oldest one in the book, uh, Damsel in Distress. Does it have that? I'm assuming it's got that. It's got that in spades. <laughs> well, that that one's pretty obvious. Yeah, that one. I but figured like, it had that one. It had to. Yeah, and just but not not in a good way. And Con- then um, <laughs> convoluted villain plan, um, like overly complicated. Oh, uh, lack thereof. I mean, it really didn't. The like the whole villain plot scheme was like. What are you really doing there, dude? I I don't know. I mean, it, it was... is this like the original Tarzan story? Yes and no. So it takes place like like Lord Greystoke has been living in England for thirty years or something. Oh, that Lord Greystoke. That's Tarzan, but that's his name in uh, English. Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll believe I'm, you. I'm trying not to get too. I don't want to get too deep into like Tarzan mythos because I've read a lot of the books. But no, I I love Tarzan. Yeah, exactly. But so this takes place like in the like after the the. Here's the thing, the 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 movie starts out at the uh with this with the group trying to find the diamonds of Opar. When I was like, which is one of the books, Tarzan yeah. and the Diamonds of Opar, and I was like, oh shit, that's really cool. Yeah. Nice callback to something that we've probably never seen in a film, and then it just went stupid. But it's like, yeah, he comes back to Africa, and like, like it's all it's like riddled with the 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 noble savages, and it's uh, wait. So this is back uh, to Africa, this movie. Yeah, because he he was in England for a long time, and then he goes back to Africa, and then so it's the movie Back to Africa. No, it's the movie Tarzan Back to Africa. Tarzan two. Africa, Africa escape harder. to Africa. Yeah. Boy, I wish we could get back to Africa. <laughs> uh, no, it's I wish I could get out of Africa. Oh, out of Africa! Damn it. Okay, <laughs> that's where um, I got mixed up. All right, so it, so it's Madagascar two. It's Madagascar two re- reversed. Um, <laughs> we got a real reverse Madagascar two going on here. <laughs> it's the gods must be crazy too. Oh, gods um, get crazier. Wow. Guys, get hard, get crazy. God, this. Um, <laughs> God, you're okay. So, um, God, comma, damn. I did, I did, 
I did watch Gods Must Be Crazy too the other day, and I, I, that's it's it's pretty good. It's not as good as the first one, but it's still pretty damn good. Yeah, Gods Must I, Be Crazy is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I grew up watching that movie uh, like a hundred thousand times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anywho, so um, fun fact: Did you know when they took that when they took that movie to England, uh, when they put put it through the first test screening, mm-hmm. they they actually sent it back because they were like, there's these, there's these weird electronic clicks that keep happening through the entire movie, but it was <laughs> homeboy's language. Cause you know how oh. it, it yep. the Bush guy, the Bush yeah. he talks with the clicks. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they were hearing. And they thought it was some weird electronic oh. interference. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. Anywho. Uh, God, where was I? Oh yeah. So, so they go back to Africa and it's like Tarzan like reunites with all his animal friends and it's all kind of dumb. And then, um, uh, and then, but uh, so the whole time, Samuel L. Jackson's there for no reason, literally at all, except for like, like cliche one-liner comedy trope jokes. Oh, good. And it was like, oh, buddy, you're better. All of you, all of you in this movie are better than this. Uh, I love it when Christoph- Samuel L. Jackson Christoph- is in a movie and he's not needed. I mean, it's just dumb. Like, like he's like the American from the South who's like. I'm I'm okay with traveling through the bush, and then he's in the bush, and he's like, "This isn't the bush I'm used to," and it's like, "Oh God, <laughs> shut up!" Uh, and then Christoph Waltz is the bad guy, who's like, "You're better than this. All of you are better than this." Mm. Margot Robbie, you're better than this. Yeah, um, that is disappointing because anyway, that like that cast is dumb. pretty good. I mean, I'm not like I'm not like no, it's uh, a good cast. High on Alexander Skarsgård or whatever, but. No, he's not my favorite either. But uh, he—I mean—he looks a, like he—he he looks like a good Tarzan. Yeah. But it just wasn't good. They did put some—they gave him cool like hand makeup to emulate like if he had grown up with apes and had been walk since he had been walking on his knuckles his whole life, so his hands kind of grew differently than ours do. Hmm. That was kind of cool. So his hands that look a little cool. weird. I don't know. Uh, it, it, the worst thing I think the thing I liked that I hated the most was. It was it had really long, slow romance s- sections in there um, mm. that were just like, look how pretty Skarsgård is. Look how pretty he is. <laughs> had some like, Twilight it. beauty shots oh there. Oh, my God. Look at that chin. D- does he flip his hair? No, a little um, bit. I mean, uh, all in all, I don't know. It's just like I don't know. Fuck, it's stupid. I'm, I regret my life for watching. It. <laughs> I really didn't like it. Well, that's Did not good. Like it. I like I like Is hearing it... Matt go on uh, little rants every once in a while. Yeah, fair enough. That's why I didn't watch it because I know that I would have the same issues as Matt, and I just saved myself the horror. Um. You know, four I, or five I mean, hours cause... of your life, or however the fuck long that movie probably is. Yep, it's only like an hour and a half long. It's uh, <laughs> too long. No, I don't know. I it was on. It's on HBO, so it was for. I just I didn't pay for it or anything. So yeah, what whatever, <laughs> whatever. The special the special effects were pretty good. Well, at least that's good. Yeah, but it didn't save that movie at all. Oh. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't become a thing. I don't think it will. I think it did too poorly. Yeah, that's probably true. But man, Samuel Jackson, what is he thinking? He's paychecking. I think they were all paychecking on that movie. Yeah, probably. Um, anywho, uh, 
I'm done. You're done. That's all your ketchup. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I think that's. I think that was good. All right. Uh, I'll go next. Why not? Um, we seem to have like a an established pattern where uh, Matt starts, I'm the middle, and then Rachel finishes us off. Um, I let's see. This week, oh, I I started the newsroom this week. The uh, Aaron Sorkin, Jeff Daniels show from HBO mm. from like two or three years ago. I know, like, it's mm-hmm. definitely not your guys' uh, cup of tea. I know it's like exactly the thing that neither of you ever want to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, is it a show about the news? It's not a show about the news. It's about it's a show about making the news. It's a show about that's what I the mean. newsroom. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I mean. Yeah, like a show about. Yeah, that sounds just like ugh, yeah. It's no. you say that, but it's I it's it's done really well. I watched I watched two episodes of it. Uh, obviously, with Aaron Sorkin as the as the showrunner, the dialogue is amazing. Um, pacing is awesome, and it's it's really well put together. Uh, but the thing that struck me as funny in this, uh, which is why I brought it up, is there. So the show was made back in 2012, and in it there's a lot of sort of like politics talk because uh, Jeff Daniels' uh, character is kind of they they call him the Jay Leno of um, of news or whatever because he is uh, he he he's like right in the middle. He doesn't offend anybody. You know what I mean? He's inoffensive. Um, and so he's kind of made a career out of not getting political, uh, but then you know he gets to a point where he kind of starts to snap and 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 get a little political and sort of lash out. And there were a few times during these two episodes that were made back in 2012 where it was almost like they were uh, predicting and almost uh, uh, laughing at the idea of what would eventually actually happen in the U.S this year um one like one character in the show jokes about how people how how like you know eventually somebody would propose to build a giant wall on the border of the u.s and mexico and how dumb of an idea that would be and how they would get laughed out of uh uh congress or whatever and it was just it was it was interesting to watch it was like wow this was four or five years ago and like some of the you know that's one example but there were a lot of just weird places where i go oh shit like that actually happened super odd yeah um but yeah i mean just a a great show i mean jeff daniels and uh olivia munn and and a few of those other cast people whose names i don't know all really good Those other cast people (laughs) (laughs) they're all good they're just people that i don't necessarily know from anything you know what i mean yeah um that was really great uh let's see as far as comics go obviously i read nailbiter and i'm totally blanking on what else i read but i know i read other stuff um i I, don't believe it you don't believe it player i did see lego batman yeah i was saving it for one of you guys to bring up yeah uh and let's see we all saw lego batman didn't we yeah yeah okay i'll let's let's talk about this and then uh then we can segue into rachel's catch-up um what'd you guys think of it Rachel, what'd you think of Lego Batman? I liked it. I liked it a lot. She didn't like it. She hated it. I I think it got too amped up for me. So I went in expecting a little too much. So I was a little like, eh, oh. over parts of it. But I mean, overall, it's awesome. I loved it. But yeah. I also enjoyed the hell out of it. I the, the cheese parts of it. My favorite got kind of boring for me no oh, like when it was like no like the, the heartfelt stuff oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all the the family and all that 
Yeah. Yeah, it was a little dumb. But I, I, oh, I think they just overdid that. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But that that's really my only complaint. I mean, I obviously can't complain about him fighting Daleks and Sauron and... And Jurassic Park dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> Not in the slightest. No. That was incredible. Um, yeah, that was super fun. Uh, there, I, there, there were a couple of jokes. I think I kind of mentioned it when I was talking about it before, but... Oh, it got deleted, so... That <laughs> uh, uh, it was interesting. This like the, there's such a quantity of jokes that you would hear different smatterings of laughter from across around the room to who got all the different jokes. There, there was definitely moments where I was the only person yeah. laughing. Yeah, and there were moments where Jenna and I were the only two people laughing, and we were like, <laughs> we apparently have our sense of humor has grown together because like we are the only people that think that is. <laughs> Super funny, um, <laughs> and you know, and then a lot of stuff that we're not laughing at that everybody else was laughing at. So yeah, there were a few things where I could hear other people laughing, and I was just kind of like, "eh." You're like, "That's not that's a dumb joke." Dude. Yeah, and then there's other Shut things up, where it was back. it was just me, because Cap he doesn't know laugh a lot of the he things. He doesn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> He, he doesn't have any humor. He's like, that was a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, he's just a, a bit on the younger side. Okay. It doesn't oh. know Batman things. So, Well, I think there was a lot. I'm pretty sure there was a bunch of stuff I missed that were Batman things. Uh, there weren't any for me. <laughs> I think. But, I don't, I, like, I don't, but I don't know I, but if there I, would be any Batman things that I missed in that. But I think for the most part, I probably could I figure them out. I, I mean... Anyway, I, I think the one of the ones I remember that I was the only one laughing was the joke about um, the Joker coming in with a parade and they played Prince. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was the only one laughing yep. about that. Yep. I'm like, the, oh my the... God, that's incredible. Or when he says, nuts, you want to get nuts? And I was like, <laughs> 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 That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I, I... And, and I liked how Catwoman said meow every other word. Oh yeah, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, my favorite joke in the entire thing. I know we're like, uh, hopefully we didn't put a spoiler warning. We maybe we'll put it in the show notes, but yeah. Uh, my favorite joke was when he's like talking to Robin. He's like, you know, like asking him like if if he can follow the rules, and he's like, can you be quiet? And Robin's like, only if I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest things I I've think, ever I seen. I think Robin was one of the best things about that movie. Robin was hands down one of the greatest things about that movie. Yeah, yeah. Michael Sarah was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Sarah was meant to play that role. That's for sure. Yeah. I well, okay. So perfect. I guess I I I I liked Zach Galifianakis as the Joker. What did you guys think? I liked it. Yeah, I liked him. I like. I I don't know if I'd go quite as far as you went in in saying that he, you know, maybe the the person to take over the sort of helm whenever Mark uh, Mark Hamill is done with the role. I don't know if I would go quite that far. However, I did like it. It was fun, mm. and I, and I think it was better than I, I, most I other voice it. interpretations of the Joker. I yeah, I could I could see it. I would be on board with it. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was like a kind of a cool fresh. St- sound of the Joker, and yes. I liked that he had a little, a little bit of a lisp. Yeah, he had that, that actually. That... I, whatever it was, it, 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 it worked with the character. I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, no, I, I like Joker with a little bit of a speech impediment. Yeah, that like, Galifianakis kind of lisp. Yeah, 
Um, no, I, I, I don't know. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I like that. There's like, I like this, I, this concept of this Lego verse they're building, where anything and everything can exist in it. I think that's really pretty fun. Yeah, and I also just personally laughed over the fact that Alfred was Ray Fiennes <laughs> and Voldemort was in it, but he was Eddie Izzard. <laughs> I don't know why, but that really cracks me up. Yeah, that was fun. I, I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> I, also, I, I enjoyed uh, just the Eye of Sauron was in it. Oh, it was so good. That was incredible. That was I really loved it. And I and I loved the part with the little Lego Zod. I, I want one really bad. Oh, yeah, that was I great. I liked. I liked. Uh, check me out. I'm Martian Dance Hunter. I, la- <laughs> I laughed super hard at that. that yeah. was, it's a dumb joke, but I laughed super hard at it. Nobody else did. <laughs> That was good. I I enjoyed that too. There was um, like I liked that it called back to like it at multiple points it called back to every single era of Batman that's ever existed. Oh, yeah. I, I especially like they were like that wacky '60s phase and that and it showed actual footage from the old Batman. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even Lego it. <laughs> they didn't even Lego it. it was <laughs> so good. It was so good. I did I love it. that. Uh, yeah, it, it was just fun. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as just the Lego movie, but I did like it a lot. And I liked that they have all these licenses so they can get away they with just do whatever they want. Throwing oh, whoever they greatest. want in there. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. And um, I think I think that uh I don't think that the Lego franchises will ever uh reach the sort of captivating, you know, I guess kind of magic that the first Lego movie reached because it was so unexpected and surprising how good that movie yeah. was um, I, I i would i mean i because there were times it felt like they were trying to sort of recreate that moment yeah and yeah i don't it'll i don't think it'll ever happen i think that the way to go with if they're with any lego movies moving forward is just to like continue to make them fun and quirky but tr- quit trying to make them be such a like a have such a more of a meaning yeah i mean that first movie which just was like out of left field incredibly good yeah nobody yeah. expected it to be that good and and it was amazing um yeah. and we're kind of seeing it now like with the the Lego movie sequel they've changed directors a couple times and they're kind of having some trouble with that and I think that that's uh sort of part of it. And I mean like it's it's hard to top Lord and Miller as a creative team as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, but I I was going to the other thing when we watched the when we went and saw it the, w- there was a trailer for that another new Lego movie the Ninjago Ninja one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I was like, "Oh god, this looks dumb." And then there was like they had that one like dad joke like when he's like talking back and forth to his dad and it was actually pretty funny and i was like shit are they just gonna keep like <laughs> shitting out some funny movies because I'm, I'm i mean i'm into it this, I don't L- even, this like, lcu is really getting intense i mean i don't even know what ninjago is but it's like uh, whatever yeah i actually i saw that preview and i was like oh shit i like i might actually go see that because that that is a lego franchise from like years after when i was into legos and i'm you know quite a few years younger than you guys are like it's it, that's like some fucking like late 2000s lego shit yeah my lego shit was charlie day as the spaceman <laughs> <Isn't it? laughs> that was my lego shit uh, i'm gonna build a spaceship yeah my mine was like the early days of like they were just barely getting into licensed material like i, I picked up legos before they got into licensed stuff but then they started doing like a little bit of Star Wars and a little bit of like Harry Potter and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That was when I started getting into Lego. 
Mine were my my favorite Lego set from a kid. If anyone remembers, that's honest, bo- awesome bonus points. It was uh, there was a space set that was like Ice Planet space space Ice Planet, and like the Lego dudes had little like neon orange skis, and but they had like sp- Ice Planet themed spaceships and stuff from like ninety two, ninety one. Anybody Bueller? No, nope. I don't remember that now. I remember like the no. kingdom set that they had for a while. Mm-hmm. No, I was not into the same. Spa- the, I was into the cool space ones. <laughs> ice planet, space planet, ice. Um, That's a good anyway. title for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> ice planet, space planet, ice. Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> and there's it's colons a... in between every word. <laughs> ice planet, space planet, ice. <laughs> <laughs> Resurrection. <laughs> That is definitely the name of my uh, something or other. I'm going to use that. <laughs> That's a t-shirt, I think. Ice Planet Space Planet Ice. It's a palindrome. <laughs> we should we should seriously do that in this, as a t-shirt. It's just a black shirt, just those words stacked on top of each other with colons. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that and the Zildo. <laughs> and the Zildo. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be able to make that into a shirt. The Zildos? Yeah. Okay. Sold. <laughs> All right. Uh, so is that's that, the sound it makes. <laughs> <laughs> is that all we? Uh, is that all we've got for Lego Batman? Uh, yeah, we want to rate it. I'm going to give it a rating. Um, I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, it was great. I I'll watch it again for sure. <laughs> D- did you enjoy the Nightwing? I liked that little Nightwing Easter egg, and it kind of like it, it. It made me really cross my fingers and hope that like they were, you know, that in the next Lego Batman movie or whatever, they start bringing more and more of the Bat family in, and have Michael Sarah try to play like an older Nightwing esque Dick Grayson. I I do have to point out how much um, I loved the obscure villains that they did pull out. Oh for my this god, movie. yes, fucking and eraser then they made face. Fun, fun of yeah, then they made fun of the fact that no, these are actually. Real DC villains. Yeah. And I love Calendar Man. I need a minifigure of Calendar Man because that's ridiculous. Yeah. Calendar Man is the best. What's his power? Does anybody know what his power is? So Calendar Man doesn't have a power. Uh, there. So if you want to know anything about Calendar Man, the only I'll tell you the only two things you need to read. Uh, read the Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, Batman stuff. So Long Halloween and, and um, Dark Victory. And then read Tom King's new Batman run, uh, uh, Rebirth Batman. Okay. Those, those are the only two things you need to read to understand Calendar Man. Because he really, like, at least up until recently, he didn't necessarily have a power. Although Tom King did something really, really cool and twisted with him in uh, Rebirth okay. Batman. That actually makes me really happy. Calendar Man. Because even Cap's like, what does he do? Just, like, remember your birthday? Or, like... <laughs> so like i have no idea but Je- i'm loeb, intrigued so jeff loeb when he was writing long halloween actually like accidentally stumbled onto the calendar man because he was writing this villain that was doing things on different holidays throughout the year and then somebody in editorial was like hey uh you know there's a guy named calendar man that kind of already does that thing and so he's like shit now i have to write like i have to write him into this story just to explain that it's not him doing all these murders and so like calendar man ended up being like the 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 b plot of the entire story oh that's I actually really that. cool yeah yeah he has like, the month tattooed that. on his head yep I remember oh 
Yeah, I'm actually want to read that. That it's you should. Cool. Uh, it's yeah, really it's good. Just, I did just read that. Um, <laughs> you know what it makes me really want though is the uh, Superior Foes movie. Oh yes, yes. Uh, um, just like just take all those C-list Spider-Man villains and dump them all into a movie, and it would be the greatest movie ever. And just have Spidey be a like a. A, a you know a, a one t- one two z cameo punch throughout the whole thing. That's what I hope they do because I'm sure Sony is eager to make more than just the main Spider-Man movies, and so it would be really great if after the first like two or three, they just kind of like assemble all those weird villains and have Michael Keaton be kind of like the main star of this weird like criminal. Were they doing um, Sinister Six? They were doing Sinister well, Six with were, Drew Goddard, but, it's but scrapped now. Yeah, yeah, because oh, that was okay. in the Andrew Garfield universe. But it would have been, oh. been too serious and dumb. I want, like, have you read Superior Foes Spider-Man? No. It's so oh good. God. You have to read Superior. It's the <laughs> fucking best. It's great. It was like one of all, Nick Spencer's first great things. And it's just like the worst of the worst C-listers. And that's the story. It's so good. <laughs> Is it on Unlimited? Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. it's like it's, it's, it's like, like a Hawkeye, run, but the villain equivalent. Totally, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah I'll definitely even, read that. It's then. super good. Yeah, even the art style is like very similar to Hawkeye. Actually, mm-hmm. I think Steve Lieber, the artist on Superior Foes, did a couple fill-in issues on that Hawkeye run anyway because his yeah. style fits so well. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm gonna. I mean, that that's making me want to pull it up and read it tonight because it's the. It's so good. It's really good. It's so- <laughs> Anyway, that's that's what made me think of that with like all the all the fun C-lister villains. How fun would it be to have a make a Spider-Man one like that too with just like with my homeboy Pace Pop Pete. <laughs> oh my god. Ever since you posted right. that, it's kind of it's been making me like try to figure out a way to like do something with P- Pace Pop Pete because I I'm, I'm trying to do like random spec comic scripts and that's like the t- thing that's like top of my list like all right, I know nobody else Pace is using Pop Pace Pop Pete. Well, that's not true because he's the trapster now. And there was a really, there's a, Fuck. I think it was the last, before Secret Wars with Duggan and Posehn, they put him in there as the trapster, but Deadpool keeps calling him Pace Pop Pete and he gets, <laughs> yeah. he keeps getting super irritated that they won't call him the trapster. Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> like, that. That's yeah. like the only yeah. thing that I know about Pace Pop Pete. And he's like, no, from Deadpool. I'm the trapster now. And they're like, I don't know, Pace Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, they have like, was it? It's not Stilt Man, isn't it? The woman? No, Stilt Man. Oh, it's a woman in Stilt Man's costume. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's a, so good. It's pretty great. Because that's what I like about Deadpool is they they pull a bunch of shitty C listers and dump them in his comics and he makes fun of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. Uh, um, anywho. Yeah, uh, Rachel, what's uh, what's in your ketchup bottle? Um, not a whole lot. I kind of went on a documentary binge. Documentary on HBO. binge. Documentary so I, binge. I did. <laughs> I did watch like a whole bunch of stuff on evangelicals, and um, I watched a white supremacy one. And I watched Ooh. the Children of God one. So I kind of went down a weird path. Sounds like a lot of religion and God. Well, I I like that stuff. Because I don't believe in any of it, so I just, I don't understand. So I watch a lot of it, trying to understand it. That's why I love Scientology. Let me Even understand though I don't, you. I don't like publicly saying I love Scientology because they did find me. <laughs> what? For reals? 
Yeah. How'd they find you? Oh, because I like posted on Instagram that I was watching like going clear and reading stuff on Scientology and like it's just so crazy and I love it and then in my mailbox I got a flyer what for a free three-month membership to the Church of Scientology because we (laughs) and it scared me yeah and and I'm like I'm not gonna say that i like scientology on instagram anymore shit now we're all gonna get letters probably we do have a church here ah oh, shit dude i dude i'm in is la still in i'm the in same the place in sugar house yeah yeah, yeah it's still it, yeah there's like yeah. 10 within a mile spot. of me Wait. i know well you got the big ones yeah i have Please. huge ones i literally my so my old apartment when i was in hollywood it was like less than less than an eighth of a mile away from my apartment it was like right down the street from me the main like Scientology actually have people or is it just a place that they built to avoid their taxes I don't know know. that's the thing is like because to keep their tax exempt they have to actually prove that they're providing a community service but actually they just make buildings and nobody ever goes there well so here's the thing like (laughs) I so I would walk by there there were two main Scientology uh buildings that were on one was on Hollywood and one was on Sunset Boulevard. Um the one on Hollywood Boulevard was the closest one to me. I would walk by all the time and it also had the L. Ron Hubbard like museum next to it. Um Ugh. I never saw anybody inside of that one, uh, except for the museum part. I never saw somebody inside like the weird like sanctuary hangout place that they had, but uh, with both headquarter building, whatever things like they kind of design it so that you can't really see anything in there. Like they have these high hedges around like their whatever weird, like courtyard areas. Um, yeah. all, all of them have like fucking security cameras, like up your ass. Like they are everywhere. Um, oh, yeah. it's insane. Well, they're very secretive. Yeah. Uh, and then and if you attack them, then they will attack you back. Yes. Oh yeah. I like I was I was researching some of that stuff recently too. Um but the one so the one on uh, Sunset yeah. the one on Sunset Boulevard is like cre like even creepier looking cuz it's a little more isolated. It's a little more like it has that that look of like a sanctuary or whatever a little bit more and like it's got like yeah. the high hedges and like you know fountains and stuff like that on the inside. But yeah, I like there was maybe one time where I saw a person uh like inside those walls i have like i don't know what they do and it, they call it i think that one was called a celebrity sanctuary or something like that or a celebrity oh, center well, they have yeah they have their celebrity center yeah and that one like that that's the one that's on sunset like i couldn't i i only ever saw one person behind there and i think they were like trimming the hedges or something yeah i that's been years and years that i've researched scientology so Ugh. i love it but i hate it and then they found me and i'm scared <laughs> yeah, now now I'm scared to even just like be on this podcast because they're like they could just walk down the street and get to my house. Yeah, like, crazy people. They, they I'm will. not scared of them. Fuck uh, you, Scientology. I ain't scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, take that. No, anyway. I, I've always wanted to go and get audited just to see, but then I was scared to Dude, like give them any sort of information have because you... then they like harass you. Yeah. So have you watched yeah. the master? Yes. Holy shit. Like, that is intense. That is, that is very much like L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, they, like, designed that, that character and that scene off of him and, and the audits and all that stuff. Like, oh, my God, it's disturbing almost. Yeah. Fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's yeah, anyways. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, this this but this 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 week's podcast brought to you by uh Free Association. <laughs> <laughs> this this week's podcast brought to you by Derailment. Yeah. Well, I'm I love I mean, Scient- that wasn't No, was I I love topic. Scientology. I could talk about it all day, but I won't. <laughs> yeah. We we could have a Scientology episode. We're in, and the whole time I'll just fucking I'll throw shade at him. I'll throw cold, <laughs> like come hard, at me, bro. Hardcore the whole time. Come at me, come at me, Ron, ghost of Elron. <laughs> wait, ghost so of wait, Elrond. so when he when he becomes a ghost, his name just becomes Ron at that point. He's no longer Elron. Yeah, well, no, I'll still call. Him, I'll just call him Laron. 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 I'll just call him. Rubbered, take that rubbered, <laughs> rubber rubber duck, rubbered, rubber ducky. Um, that reminds rubber me for ducky. some reason the Laron, the one, the Laron thing reminded me of. You remember that Shia LaBeouf show that was on Disney Channel way back in the day? I Even don't. Stevens. It made me think of uh, Aaron. No. Oh well, in in Even Stevens, there was a, a character named Lloyd that Shia LaBeouf constantly called La Lloyd, and then he got beat up for it. So, oh. just saying, that was should. the that was the Ninja Jago joke. <laughs> oh, that's right. Like, it was Dad, and he's like Lloyd, and he's like it's Lloyd, and he's like I named you. It's Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. God damn it! That was a funny joke. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Full circle. That's how we get. That's what we get for free association. Yep. Uh, what else you got, Rach? Um, I did watch the second episode of Legion. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. I I'm 100% on board now. I'm I'm all for it. Changing I, your tune I, so quick. I changed my tune quick too. I didn't like the second episode as much. Really? I'm gonna keep watching it though because I like the show overall. But not a strong sophomore effort for me. But so uh, I I just liked it because it did get more into his abilities mm-hmm. and helping him, you know, control them. And let's silence everything, and I I like that aspect of it. Yeah, I there's some cool stuff going on. I so I, I liked the second episode a lot. I it was for me it went a little bit down from episode one, but uh, there were a lot of elements in it that I really liked. Um, I enjoyed the lack of Agents of Shieldness. Yes, yeah, that was I good. I think that's kind of where I was. Like okay, I'm on board because it didn't go that way, and I was really, really expecting it to. Mm-hmm. As, yeah, you know, judging by the end of the first episode. Yep. So seeing that it didn't do that, and it was still, you know, sticking to things and explaining more, then I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. I'm on board. I agree. Yeah, I it, mean, I'll, I will I, I will keep watching that show just to watch Aubrey Plaza. I honestly do. Dan Stevens has been been knocking me out, but yeah, Aubrey Plaza, I agree, she's been great too. Yeah, Dan Stevens is pretty They're awesome. They're all real good, you guys. It's Everybody's good. great. And I like the it eye. The... He's got that weird Coen Brothers face, you know what I mean? Yes, he yeah. does. Um, I, I just think it's, it is nice to be able to watch a comic book show that's not dumb. <laughs> yeah. And well, it's not I about stopped watching or... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., exactly. so... Hey, you guys finally came around to my side of the fence. Uh, you stopped watching it? Yeah. Watching what? S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I stopped watching it. Yeah, man, I, I'm like the hipster of not watching Agents of Shield. I've been not watching it, was, it for so it long. It was it was good yeah, for good quite stuff. a while there, but then it, I don't know. 
Well, it went Ghostwriter for a while, and now it's called LMD, and I don't even I don't even know what that's about. Yeah, I I don't know what that. I mean, is. I know what an LMD is, but what are they doing at that, that in the show? I don't know. Is Coulson an LMD the whole time? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho, that's Sweet. a good show. Yeah. I did watch Finding Dory, but yeah, we good. don't really that's need funny. to talk I that about. The other day too. It was really good. It was pretty good. I was surprised at how good it was. I didn't love it because I never. The Finding Nemo world is not my favorite, but there was some pretty good stuff in it. I liked the octopus. Oh, I love the octopus. It was pretty good. And the whales. And the whales are good. It it, it was really good. It was cute. It was cute. I did cry. I liked like the seals. Right from the beginning, I was like, "God damn, this movie!" I really liked the seals. The seals were great. <laughs> the, 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 sea, the sea lions. Yeah, What's the sea the lions. What's the bird's name? Right. Was it Debbie? Uh, Becky. Fucking Becky. Becky. When they like, when they like, get Becky to come over, and they're like, Here, Becky will take it. And she's like the like the, <laughs> like the rattiest fucking seagull comes over, whatever the fuck. It was so yeah, fucking good. It was so good. I, mean, I just like the sea lions where they're like, "What's the, what's their friend's name?" Daryl or I think it might have been Daryl, yeah. Yeah, the, I think the, the so. The goofy looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. When he like touches the rock. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It it was just fun. It, fun cute movie. It absolutely was. And I th- and that's my favorite Oh, I'm gonna full circle this one too. So I'm gonna full circle this one in my own personal life. Gerald not have any reference. Name. Gerald. Um But that's what I like so much about Pixar movies is not necessarily the main story, but all the weird like like super clever stuff going on in the background. Um, yes. And in, in, in particular with these, with all the fun aquatic animals that they can really play with. And when they're like all, all the starfish are like in the, in the, uh, the, the, the touching tank. Yeah. <laughs> touching tank. <laughs> kids are, the kids are, what do they call it? I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. It's like, the, it's like the touch zone yeah. or something. I can't remember. That was pretty great. It's like a war zone. Um, it was terrifying. But full circle and fun story. So I, the other night, I I maybe had one or two uh, extra whiskeys on top of the one or two whiskeys I had before the extra ones. Um, and I watched The Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> I love The Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> Me too, but actually. Here's the, here's the fun full circle. Brave Little Toaster was made by the guys who broke off from Disney to start Pixar. Really? Yeah. Steve Jobs? No. Uh, but Brave Little Toaster... Is it in 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 some way is the original Pixar movie? That is really cool. Yeah, and it makes sense because it's like modern, like normal stuff. That I mean, they yeah. You know, I mean, yes, it's an old, it's a book before, but uh, it was fun watching the Brave Little Toaster. And there's another fun fact about the Brave Little Toaster: it was never theatrically theatrically released. It was a straight to video movie. What? Yep. And they the the video that the the, the VHS video that they released was from a theatrical projector copy. So you can't get a copy of the Brave Little Toaster that doesn't shake for the first part of the movie because of something happen like something behind the scenes happening. That's there's funny. no or, there's there's no original huh. version of the Brave Little Toaster. It's a, it's a copy of a copy that is that's that has been distributed. That's all you can find now. That is really cool. That's very pretty, interesting. There's some pretty like weird little 
That's what happened. I got drunk and I watched a Brave Little Toaster and I looked up Brave Little Toaster facts. <laughs> I love the Brave Little Toaster. I watched that so much. But I, I did too. That was like one of my favorite movies. And, Same here. Yeah, me too. Um, I grew up on that movie for sure. Uh, That's a movie that we need to do a minute by minute podcast on. I'm just kidding. Oh boy. Um, Ooh, I, but, but, I don't uh, know about that. Phil Hartman as the uh, air conditioning. Oh air conditioning, yeah. yeah. Is it John Lovitz, John the radio? John Lovitz is the radio, and yeah. then a bunch of no names. Just Phil Hartman, John Lovitz, and who knows who that guy is. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty great. Good job knocking over whatever just got knocked over. I didn't knock over anything. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my life. You don't know me. Uh, you guys want to yeah, segue? Yeah, let's segue, segue. on into uh, this week's... If you, if, you, if you knock something else over, I'm going to murder you serial killer style. Good job. Yep. <laughs> that's a that's my segue, guys. Uh, I only uh, murder people that knock stuff over. <laughs> so okay, so we've been trying to do like a, a monthly comic book uh review. We've we've been a little bit irregular on it, but uh this week we have Rachel's uh recommendation, Rachel's pitch that we uh read and will discuss. So Rachel, tell us uh tell us what made you recommend Nailbiter. I recommended Nailbiter because, yes, it is a serial killer story, but I think it still has a level of storytelling to offer to people that don't necessarily like that as much as I do. (laughs) (laughs) As we've noted, Rachel is a huge serial killer uh, aficionado. Yes. So, obviously, that does appeal to me, but I feel like the way this is written... Uh, it does appeal to more of a mass audience, just as a mystery story. Yeah, it strikes me more of like a, yeah, it's a serial killer story, but it's more of like a Twin Peaks, like what's happening in this weird town, a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's what that's what really nailed it home for me is I like the I like the serial killer stuff too, and I think that can be interesting. I kind of I went through a big fascination of that stuff back when I was a little bit younger, but no, this definitely struck me because I was like, oh, it's got really great characters and it's got a really funky, weird story. And it's, it's about serial killers, but it's not as much about serial killers as it is just this weird town and weird people. Yeah. And and I do like that it does take that small town aspect and this one small town has birthed so many serial killers being from a small town. That also appeals to me, being <laughs> a weirdo from a small town. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> and and I've never seen that before. So, yeah, just the Twin Peaks aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I and we'll. I think what we should do is kind of like you know the this part that we're doing right now, just sort of like a non-spoiler discussion about it, and then we can kind of uh, get into some of the spoilers. Um, I think that's the fun thing about it, though. What spoilers? There's like nothing gets explained in the first couple issues. In the first volume, it's like, yeah, a bunch of just. It's like, okay, now there's just a shitload of questions instead of like one. Yeah, it does but raise a lot of questions, but there are a lot of like, uh, kind of like a, a chain of events that happen, and there are a few discoveries made toward the end. Okay, um, but go ahead. But yeah, I so I'm not normally as you know, especially like Rachel has has definitely recommended uh, serial killer and horror type stuff to me before. Um, and I've I've never been like a huge 
uh, you know, horror movie or horror story type of guy, uh, you know, recently has been like the first time that I've really started to delve into any of it. Um, you know, like with witches and, and some of the like older horror movies, which I had already seen, but I kind of started to get into them more like the shining and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I was shocked when this book, uh, grabbed me as much as it did. Like it, it felt to me at least what it felt like was it had a lot of uh things that were reminiscent to me of true detective yep um you know kind of the the small town the weird murder case you know the two sort of uh you know at first like slightly begrudging partners um that both had like a lot of things that were hinted at about their past but nothing was really uh you know nothing was really stated uh-huh. And so yeah. it was just immediately like there were so many questions you had about both of these characters, you know, the same way that you did about uh uh Russ Cole and and whoever the hell else, Woody Harrelson and and um Matthew McConaughey and True Detective. Um and it was just I mean the way that this story had this like sort of, you know, rising act, you know, the the sort of just rising tension throughout this entire first volume. Um that makes you ask more and more questions but still not feel like you're just being led on. Uh, I loved it. Yep, I agree. I, I, I mean it. It definitely pulled me in way harder than I that I had than I expected it to. Yeah. Um, but it's just I think those ninety percent of that was just really solid characters. You, 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 you put real solid characters into something, and I'll probably get interested in it. Yeah. Uh, regardless of the story, and the plot also happens to be good too. But for sure, like the character work in here is is I think fantastic. Um. And it's it's written by Joshua Williamson, who did I think uh, Rachel, you I think you've talked about Ghosted before on the show, haven't you? I have, but I haven't read it. I oh, actually okay. bought it today, but it it's something that really appealed to me after I got very into Nailbiter. Yeah. So, I I haven't actually read anything else that he's done. What's but fun- just seeing this, I have high hopes for him, so I hope it doesn't <laughs> let me down. <laughs> what was funny is, like, for me, my first uh, sampling of Joshua Williamson's writing was in The Flash, uh, Rebirth The Flash. It Like, that's the first time I read him. And so coming over to a book like this from, like, the bright, hopeful, fun Flash was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, and he does that both very well. That is interesting. That's good. That yeah. makes me happy that he can, you know, jug- juggle yeah. A heartfelt superhero story and a horrible, you know, serial killer murder <laughs> story. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like it's it's really. And I I had listened to a couple of interviews with him beforehand that like made me want to read his work. Um, and he like he does genuinely seem like just probably one of the best writers working in comics right now. Um, and then, dude, I want to read Ghosted. Holy shit, that sounds like a fun comic, right? I What's bought the- it. <laughs> what's the uh pitch for it um skybound's horror crime mashup is equal parts oceans 11 and the shining <laughs> oh wow no yeah said. that sounds fun. Uh, sold no it's and there's yeah, also a birthright it's I only think like another. yeah it's only like i think like eight bucks on amazon to volume one yeah and there's four volumes right now oh shit i love long i love i love that all right sorry yeah that just derailed us yeah, no, you're fine. Um, I think like he's quickly kind of becoming one of these sort of Jeff Lemire guys where you start to see his work everywhere across tons of different genres. 
Um, that, that I I kind of get a Jeff Lemire vibe from him, and yeah. maybe that's why I like him so much. Yeah. But um, I also... No, I, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say, I love uh, Mike Henderson's art style in this. It's... Yes. Yes. It's so perfect. Right. Like, and it kind of... It's palatable. It's, it's, it's like, it's creepy enough and weird enough that it's like, that it's, that it's entertaining to look at, but it's not just like, and I know you guys are, I know Rachel, I know you're a fan, but like, like it's not like Animal Man, which was just like, ugh, oh, oh, too weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's very expressive and it reminds me a lot of like kind of like a middle ground between the walking dead and chew Mm, okay yeah i I can see that it's like right on that like sort of like cartoony you know very expressive but at the same time like it's it's very um you know it's kind of visceral at times without being gross or anything like i don't know there's there's something about his art that just really appeals to me and i started like like, and i think it's more prominent with the nail biters actual face to where it kind of feels a little more cartoony yeah and everybody else kind of looks a little more real which i kind of like and i do like that um the nail biter is actually pretty charismatic in a way yeah which is you know serial killers are so i do like that it sticks very true to what a serial killer is and how yeah. they behave. And yeah, and at the yeah. same time, he's not like he's not quite the same archetype that we've seen a million times with a serial killer. You know what I mean? Like he does behave a, like he's still charismatic, still you know smart and kind of charming, but also not. You know, he's not just like Hannibal Lecter or you know any other serial yeah. killer that we've seen in media. He's a little different. Yeah, yeah. I so I I gotta confess, I I'm gonna have to probably not talk as much about it because I read one and then immediately read two and I've got them very confused in my head. I don't remember what happens where. So issue. So, okay, (laughs) let's get, let's get into spoilers uh, here. So anybody who hasn't read it yet, uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, then you'll want to tune out now. We won't really be talking about much for the other rest of the episode. Other than this, Um, the, the first uh, volume, which is where I read to you guys both uh, got extra credit and, and read beyond, uh, I read to the end of volume one uh, because that's all I have here with me. Uh, but the end is when um, the uh, girl, what's her name? I can't remember. Uh, Crane. Yeah. So, so no, or or the teenage girl. Yeah, the teenage girl. So the teenage girl, it just barely shows her like with her little crazy uh, uh, mural wall where she's like trying to figure out, you know, who the killer is. And then the woman from the FBI or whatever uh, just barely came in to sort of help with the investigation and says that uh, Finch is on trial for murder or is supposed to be on That's trial right. for murder. That's yeah. right. Yep. Okay. I remember that. Now. After Nailbiter like came and rescued them and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I, I've also been sitting on the series for like a year now. So <laughs> yeah. I'm also just really excited that other people are reading it. And liking it as much as I do. Yeah, you've been That's recommending really this to me for a long time, and I it like it never yes. seemed like a series that was going to appeal to me, and so I was like, eh, yeah, I'll get around to it, whatever. Yeah, um, and, and I get that, but at the same time, I'm like, no, really, like it's really <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I because I kind of expected it to be sort of like Five Ghosts in the sense that like I would read it and I'd be like, oh yeah, that was fun, like that was cool, I liked it, whatever, um, and then just kind of move on and not think about it. But yeah. 
it's like it's really grabbing me. Yeah, it's gonna get. I'm on volume three, and it just keeps like ramping up. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it just keeps getting better. Yeah, and and there are some parts of it that are just pure fun, mm-hmm. yeah. which is odd, and it and it kind of feels like that would be out of place, but it isn't. Yeah, I, yeah. I, there are a couple. There's a couple issues here and there where you're like, wait a minute, this is different. But yeah, it's still it's still fun and it's still really good at world building. Yeah, it doesn't detract from the world building they're already doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I heard I heard Josh like he because I was listening to an interview with him right after I got done reading this because I was like, okay, like I don't have another one of these volumes to read, so I just have to like do something that sort of like I don't know, like you know what I mean. Like I still wanted a little more, so I was kind of just listening to an interview with him to kind of hear him talk about it a little bit. Um. He was mentioning that, like, later on in the series, I guess they do a lot of, like, sort of, like, one-off or, like, kind of side stories uh, along the way where they had, like, some, I guess, Halloween issue um, that was just, like, a Brian side Michael story. Brian Bendis issue. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's super cool because that's a thing that people will kind of do in mainstream comics a lot, but not as much in independent comics, like, where they'll sort of just, like, take a break from the main story to kind of explore the world a little more. Yep. Yeah. And so I, I really dig that because it, you know, it, it does do a lot more to sort of build the world and get you kind of entrenched in that, in the yeah, story. Totally. Um, yeah. So, okay. So where you guys are at right now, I'm assuming Rachel probably knows, but Matt, where you're at right now, do you know who uh, the killer is? No. Do you have any guesses? Nope. No. I, so I mean, I, I think I can rule out the teenage girl. Mm-hmm. And I think I can rule. Do you know, Rachel? I may or may not know. <laughs> but but that's what I I like about this is that here. it could be anybody. It could be. I mean, that's why I'm not. That's that's why I'm saying no. Is like I've got some. I've got an idea or two, but you know, I just I I don't know, and it could be yeah. anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I like I I've I've only got a few people that I can like rule out, but even like you know I could see him sort of like taking it on a twist and have it end up being the nail biter the whole time. Um, you know, or whatever. Like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of ways it could go, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I also do want to mention when they do talk about the other serial killers from the town, Uh huh. like the, the one that killed people for talking during movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know why. But it, it it cracks me up in a weird way. It probably shouldn't. No, but... there's some, they, but they're they're so ridiculous. There was like the luchador. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like kill people with the luchador moves. Yeah. Like, yeah. They they yeah. there's some seriously ridiculous serial killers they came up with that yeah. come out of that town. Oh yeah, I loved pretty... I loved the the weird serial killer backstory. Yeah, that's pretty good. So fun. Um, okay, I'm I'm gonna say. If I'm going to make a prediction right now of who the killer is, which I decided to impose on myself for no reason, uh, I'm going to say it's Crane. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm going to go with a little, mm. little curveball. All right. Let's see what happens. Um, Dude, like, in, uh, so here's one thing I like, too, is that the violence in this comic is, it's kind of like that tasteful violence that Saga has managed to master very well, where it's like, it's not glorified, it's not you know heavy-handed it just kind of it lasts for a moment and then it's over and it's gruesome but it's not it doesn't dwell on it you know what i mean 
Mm. Uh, it gets uh keep reading. Yeah. Yeah, there there's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gets, there's some uh there's some stuff in there. I don't know. I for me yeah. it feels like most of it is like it'll be like one image that's really horrifying, you know, or like one page and then it moves right on from it. Yeah, but, that's true. It, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't like it's not like eight pages of like the like torture porn or anything like that. Yeah, no, it just it no. shows a very visceral moment so that it affects you, but it's not like trying to get you to just like sit in that moment. It's trying to sort of maximize the impact by going, okay, here's this crazy thing that happened, and then all right, we're going somewhere else. You know? Sure. It's, yeah, th- and that's true. It does stick to that, but there is some gruesome moments. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, yeah. like the moment I guess, like when I'm talking about Saga, the moment that I'm talking about is when the will crushes that guy's head. Uh, yeah. And it's literally oh. like it's it's crazy gruesome, but it's literally just one panel and then it's done. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the, I love that type of violence because it's like because you almost want to be seeing more because you're like oh my god like did that just happen like holy shit it was you know just this like moment and then it's yeah it's really quick yeah and I like I I love when people do that because I think it makes you feel the emotional impact of it more rather than focusing on the purely like visual like oh this is so intense you know yeah um yeah i hear you well uh you guys want to rate it yeah let's let's fucking let's rate it i mean unless there's anything else you want to dive into about it but i want to leave some i want to leave something for the readers yeah yes don't want to spoil everything (laughs) um uh all right fine i'll give it uh eight out of ten um, bitten nails. Damn it! I was going to use that rating system. It was the obvious one. I think we were all going <laughs> to yeah. use that rating system. Well, that's why I just jumped in there as quick as I could. <laughs> Take that, guys. Uh, Rachel, you go ahead. Um, I think I would give it a nine out of ten. Nine out of Has, ten. Have we ever have have any of us given anything a perfect score ever? I don't think so. No. Because we haven't reviewed Back to the Future yet. Or the thing. All right, keep going. What's, what? <laughs> um, okay. Or the fly. Or the fly. Um, Vomit. Let's see. Was it how many? How many killers were there in the in the town? Oh, I don't know. Sixteen was that what it was that came from the yeah, town? Yeah, I think sure, it, let's, it's, let's go it's with 16. sixteen. Yep, sixteen. Okay, I was looking through the book to find it. Um, so first, I will say, like, I I, I absolutely love the book. I think that. Just about everything about it is done uh, uh, tremendously and 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 really well. Um, you know, jo- like he writes the page turns really well, and I think that he he really has a great understanding of the medium. Uh, however, I think that uh, and and it's fine. Like I, you know, one thing I look at or that I've started to look at with comics is, um, does this need to be a comic, or is there something about this that uh, is inherently part of this medium or does it translate to you know film television or a novel just as well you know or mostly just as well um uh-huh. and i think and and not to its detriment i do think that this is a a book that could easily be adapted to just about any other medium and do really well um which is good i just like what i'm saying is that there's not necessarily a reason that this needs to be a comic um which is fine again, but you know, so uh, that's one thing that for me to grade a comic perfect, that's I think something that is sort of a requirement in my head. Um, my God, your hand ringing is driving me bananas. My what? Your hand ringing, just fucking spit it out, man. <laughs> yeah, spit it out so I can say my fun to, fact to, that I just remembered. Just wanted to Good drag, Lord. just want to drag it out for you. <laughs> Ring this tele. Um, 
Yeah, so, so. I don't know if I could say this, but uh, in <laughs> comics, there's only. Uh, uh, With that being said. Really the only way to. Uh, sorry, I'm just giving you shit. 13 out of 16 uh, serial killers. Hot damn. All right, now time for my very quick fun fact. Boom. So, I first heard about this book a few years ago because David Bowie came into our local Black Cat Comics and asked for this comic book for his daughter. Hey, for reals? For reals. They were just like hanging out and David Bowie walked in? Yeah. (laughs) Which is the best way to meet David Bowie. What was he doing in Salt Lake? I have no idea, Sundays, but probably. I missed him by maybe five minutes. He was just Bowie in oh, a They were like, David Bowie was just here? Yeah, Greg's like, you're never going to believe he was just in here. <laughs> that, so, that's kind of a terrible thing for Rachel to discover. You've always been a big Bowie fan. Uh, I absolutely love Bowie. He's my number one. So that's <laughs> why I'm like, I need to read this book. So did you buy it then and, and there? I didn't buy it then and there, but... I abs- that's what made you me. You could have bought the book next to the book that. Do- that <laughs> yeah, it could have been the one that touched <laughs> the one that Bowie bought. He could have touched it. They didn't have any more. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he got the last one, oh. and it was for his daughter. So guess he can have it. Yeah. So I ordered it off Amazon. <laughs> but that's what made me say I have to get this book. Nice. Huh. That's uh, that's actually yeah, a really fun I, story. I am. Uh, I'm well. So I started reading it. About a year ago, I read maybe half of the first issue, and it just wasn't, I don't know, timing wasn't right, wasn't feeling it, whatever, just didn't give it enough time, or, which is probably more likely, I had other things, like like 13 other things I was excited about, and just got past the wayside. So, I am I am very happy to have jumped back into it and gone full bore, uh... Blow and th- I mean, man, I I read vo- I read vo- you gave me volume two and three. I read volume two in like twenty minutes later that night, <laughs> and I've been deliberately not reading volume three just to like, yeah, give myself like like don't blow it all out too fast, Matt. Slow yeah. down, buddy. Just slow down there. You're, you're like you, you that, obviously like this. That's why I'm like I've got four and five, but. It's- I need to read them first. No, you can read them first. Because <laughs> I will probably blow through three in the next day or two. That, man, I got to slow down reading comics. I don't know how to slow down reading comics. That's good, though. Once I, once I get on a roll, I'm, like, I'm, like, I blow through. Way too fast. I and mean, it's like, wait, it's over already? It's only been 10 minutes. God damn it. <laughs> I want that to last longer. Put more words in it. Where's my Jonathan Hickman when I need him? Ugh. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd ask for him personally. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, I am still uh I am very anxiously awaiting Hickman's new book though. Well, I've been starting his the one that's currently the new book, the Black Monday Murders. Oh yeah. I do want to read that. Damn, that's a good book, but it is verbose. I mean, there's pages that are just like a book pages with words. <laughs> <laughs> good job I don't, know how else, I don't know how else to put it because it's a comic book but there's pages where it's just type there's no, I yeah, love there's to no look pictures. on your face That's how, after you said that there's work pages with like a book it's like a book guys what's a book <laughs> that's uh well that's how eight or after death is with uh Lemire and Scott Snyder they kind of did that same thing mm. but man I, yeah you guys gotta read it it's in that humble bundle we all have access to it oh yeah the first issue's in there huh 
Do it, do it, do it. Ooh, it's fucking awesome. Dope. Uh, I'm into it. I'm going to give you guys some sad news. <gasps> Nailbiter will be ending at issue number 30. I'm okay Aww. with that. No, that's good. Yeah. That's soon, that, that is sad, but I I do like when people end things yeah, when it, it. should do... end rather could... than dragging it. Yeah. On. Yeah. And that's what he says. Is trying... the... then, you're, then you're just making story for sales sakes and it's not gonna be a good story yeah, yeah. you hate that sales and sakes. i i like that they have an end in sight and they know what they're going for yeah, yeah. so so that oh. that's okay yeah. I'm, I'm still sad but i'm okay with that yeah apparently it, it was Invincible. always the hoped uh number that they would get to they always planned it out in six story arcs oh uh, cool in- invincible is not done yet right Mm-mm. like the last one's coming out the, pretty soon here. Though. The last one, so the first issue of the last arc just barely started. They released it for twenty five cents. Wow, that's cool. All right, yeah, that's because that's one I'm gonna. As soon as that's done and out of the way, I'm gonna go back into Invincible and read it, read the whole thing again. Because that's just. Didn't you like bail out? You didn't like it? Yeah, I bailed on like issue. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> first issue. Third. Okay. Here, okay. So let me you let me tell you something, Rachel. First arc. You yeah. gotta get through that first arc. The first arc is not great it's pretty average like i i was not hooked at all by the end of the first it goes from it it i mean you can it goes from eh to holy fucking shit yeah this is the best i was reading it and i'm just like i is there something wrong with me like i'm just not getting power through that first section yeah i it's super good i don't think i will ever read the first story arc again like if (laughs) i started over (laughs) yeah if i if i started over it'll be on issue six um yeah i mean it it really okay it goes from like but i don't know i would say read the first ones because when it hits it hits hard yeah it's because it's like "Uh, there was so uh, holy shit (laughs) there was was a decision in that book there was a decision in that book that was a key turning point that robert kirkman was was essentially insisting on holding out till issue 25 to drop uh and when jim valentino who was his publisher at the time got word of that he went Hey, fucking idiot! We're gonna cancel this thing by issue ten if you don't do this soon. So it was like on issue six or seven that he ended up pushing it to because they essentially Image was telling okay. him to cancel the book if he didn't do it. I mean, for real, I think you'll I think you'd get super into it if you just push past that because yeah. you're okay. you're absolutely correct. It sucks. It's so meh. It's like right now. It's boring. That's it's why I'm just like I. It's like high school bullshit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all the things I hate. It's like a it's like a bad Spider-Man like, comic at first. Yeah, like an average yeah. Spider-Man comic. Um, I, but okay. it, it ramps hard and it gets fucking awesome. Yeah, and especially when Ryan I'll, Otley I'll give it a, comes in. I'll give it another shot. Yeah. Give it another shot. Just throw it out there. You don't have to. <laughs> I'm not pushing anything on you. Look, if you don't, you're wrong, and that's fine, and it's cool, but you're wrong. But we are fine with it, and we love you, but you're wrong, and that's fine, but you're wrong. <laughs> That's fine. But I'm not really <laughs> wrong because you just told me that what I'm feeling is right. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, no, oh, like just, funny. just, just power through that first arc, and then you will, you'll love it afterward. I promise. Yeah, hopefully. It, I mean, I and I guarantee you, there's a hammer fall moment in that comic where it's like, yeah, you'll know what boom, it is. Boom, go mode. Yeah. You'll know what okay. it is when you hit it. You will fucking know what it is. It's, <laughs> It's fucking awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Give it another shot. <laughs> As Matt and I just like attack you. We're like, <laughs> Rachel! Ah! <laughs> Don't get it. It becomes so good. All right. It's my turn to uh, recommend a comic. We're going to read the entire run of Invincible. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All 125 issues or whatever one- the fuck. Yep. 
Uh. Buckle up, kids. <laughs> uh, no, what's so so? Yeah, it is Matt's turn to uh, pitch a comic for us to read. In yeah, my my so my pitch is going to be the entire run of Superior Foes of Spider Man. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that was okay. what two trades or something. I think it's two trades. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that'll probably be. I'm assuming that'll be in four weeks. Because are we still going to do the like alternating every other week do a movie, every other week do a a comic, or are we just going to do, do it? We can We can. We can. <laughs> we can. We can aim for that. Yeah, we can definitely shoot for that. But <laughs> don't we now have to pick a movie? Yeah. Oh, that would be true. Didn't as we? Well. Didn't we pick a movie? I thought we picked one. Uh, I think I Arrival was going to be the uh, one forever ago. Oh, no, no, no. We did. We were going to watch the original Westworld. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we still got to do that. Yeah, I'll watch that again. I've watched, I watched that a lot when I was a kid, so I, it'll be, that'll be fun to watch again. Everything but that's Yul Brenna. Yep. Um, well, I think we should probably nix it up here. We've been going for a while. Oh, boy, we have. Wow. Yeah, this is about an hour and a half long episode. Okay. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Savage Land Pod, Facebook and Instagram at Savage Land Podcast. Uh, let us know what you thought of Nailbiter. Uh, email us at savagelandpodcast.com or you can tweet us. Uh, give us your thoughts or leave us a voicemail. 413 Savage 4 is the number. Uh, leave yep, us. And read, read, sorry. No, go ahead. Read along with us with uh, Superior Foes of Spider Man. Please do. And then tweet us with whatever your thoughts are whenever you finish it and we will bring it up in our review. Yep, you can find it in trade, or you can uh, just Marvel Unlimited. Yep, the internet is a powerful place. Uh, all Easy right. peasy. What uh, what final thoughts? Things you want to send out in the ether as we send it off into space? Um, oh, Humbotron. <laughs>